Outsiders, and man, are we excited to be here today. It's a party, baby! It's a Saturday night with the Insiders, and it is time for our weekly podcast. What is going on, everybody? Glad to see you all. I hope you are doing well. hope you're enjoying your weekend. We're only one day into it. You've got another day to go yet. Uh, Jeff, what's going on, man? Uh, Enjoying the weekend so far? Yeah, yeah, pretty good weekend so far. Um, Man, it feels like every single week there's a ton that happens. And, you know, we we have all of the intentions in the world of not being two hours. But you know what? (laughs) Hey, it is what it is, man. It's never a slow week in the world of wrestling. That is for sure. And uh, we have a lot to talk about tonight. But before we do that, some things on the table. So first off, tomorrow night is Impact Rebellion. Uh, Wow. Uh, This came up on us super quick as well. We remember talking about this a couple months ago, and it is tomorrow night. So those of you who watch Impact, and those of you who don't, uh, be a great time to jump on and start to watch because this has a shot at being a historic event. I mean, they've opened doors. They've been going back and forth between two companies. We all know the story. We all know what Kenny Omega is doing. We all know how he's wrestling Swan tomorrow. So it's going to be something that everybody is going to want to see. So make sure you're there with us tomorrow. We start our watch along at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That will be Jeff and Tazzy, and I will join in as soon as I get back from work. Uh, But it should be a great show. So don't forget about Impact tomorrow night. It's going to be awesome. Uh, that next after that, of course, we have Abby's window on Monday, uh, which will discuss, of course, the things that happened with Alexa and Lily on Raw last week. And uh, of course, there are a lot of tweets going on from Mr. Bray Wyatt. So I'm sure that will be talked about as well. Some weird stuff going on with uh, with the with the dad guy and uh, and a little bit of Jim Morris or J- Jim Morrison. <laughs> he was commuting with Jim Morrison of the doors. Uh, no. Uh, John Morrison, a little bit of back and forth with John Morrison. So uh, obviously tune in uh, for Jeff and Jody, and they will be talking all about that. Uh, And then we're right back for Impact again next Thursday, and that will be a follow-up show, which should be very interesting as well. So, all right, let us uh, say hello to everybody in chat, and then we'll get into it. So let me see who's all here. We have the legendary, and he is legendary. Buchanan is here. Uh, Butterspark is here. What's up, guys? Cheese Whiz 2, Gust1227, what's up? Sean Flagstaff is here. Hey, yo. What's up, Sean? Uh, Nathan Salas, hello, Nathan. I'm going to go down the list. Letterman is here. What's up? We have Big Dan. Is everyone pumped for episode two of the Saturday Night Special? Get the popcorn ready for another Frank Costanza moment. Yeah, uh, that will be coming. That will be coming. That It's so funny how that's become like the biggest part of the show. Um, <laughs> Sean is here. What's going on? He says, what's up, Insider Family? Hope everyone is having a nice weekend. Hashtag let me in. 
Uh, Chad, what's going on, Chad? How are you? Uh, DJ B Tazzy is here, and he had a party uh, of his own last night, apparently. Uh, make sure that you uh, check that out. I know Tazzy is doing NXT, I believe, this week as well, so make sure you are there for that. That should be a great time. Hello, Sean Rousset. Hi, Hayden. How are you? John Cena, Gamer0809, talking about Lily. Chris is here. What's going on, Chris? Um, what else? We got Wallace, Wallace Derouch one says, hello from Periscope. Hello, Wallace. How are you? Uh, we have, who else do we have in the chat? That might be, I think I got everybody. Ah, James Chabrick. Of course. James Chabrick. I think I saw, uh, Sean Flagstaff. Did I say, didn't I say Sean? I thought I, I said Sean. I we've got so many Sean's in the we do have a lot of Sean's. I if I didn't say Sean Flag, hello Sean Flagstaff. Yeah, I it's been a long time, man. I hope you're doing well. Nice to see you back. Um 23 hours time, impact will be on. You are correct, James, and it is gonna be a fun show, man. And it's not just the main event, uh, the whole card. Looks to be really, really fun and some great matches. So, uh, all right, let's get into it. So, we are going to start the week, uh, the week, the show tonight with, I believe, some breaking news. Let's let's get to it, man. I've got some breaking news. Sean does a really good one too. I think his might be a little bit better than mine, actually. Sean, Sean uh, messaged me with that flagstaff, and uh, yeah, his, his may be a little bit better. I have to give credit where it's due. Uh, so yes, so we have a couple of stories that we're going to start out with, and the first one is was really breaking news because it actually came out today. Um, John Cena's dad, and I shared it on Twitter. Um, had a long conversation about Bray Wyatt. And, I mean, the guy must really love Bray and his work because he did call him, quote-unquote, the next Undertaker. Um, so, I mean, to me, you know, it's showing some pretty good respect for the guy. And the, you can go and read the article. I'm not going to get into all that. But, um, you know, he did say some things that, and I asked you guys on Twitter whether or not you agreed or not with him and say what you will. You know, I know some people, you know, Big Dan kind of said, ah, that's, you know, it's just him flapping his gums, whatever. Um, but he did say that they are burying the fiend. Uh, that was a quote. Uh, after somebody asked him about him losing at this past WrestleMania. So obviously he kind of agrees with a lot of the people who are out there uh, talking about that, saying that, you know, he shouldn't be losing all these matches and and, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, it's out there. And like I said, I let you guys talk uh, about it in on Twitter. Say what you will in the chat now. Um, what do you make of all this? I mean... You know, other than the stuff that we got with uh, with the dad, the dad guy or the dad, I had to look into that whole thing. And man, is that a big that, wow, dude? That is messed up. <laughs> that whole dad thing is some messed up stuff. Um, yeah. And yeah, you know, the fact that he was kind of going back and forth with him, and then John Morrison came in and said some stuff. I, I really don't know. Like, I don't know where it's going. I really don't know. And yeah, I mean, could it still be part of the story? Sure. Uh, and could it be worked into being a story? Sure. But, I mean, let us know what you think. I mean, obviously, John Cena's dad, 
you know, he's got a, a, a son who is huge in the world of wrestling. Uh, I'm sure he's been around the world of wrestling for quite a while. Hi, Jen Carter. How are you? Hello, Sonny Wolf. Um, so, I mean, Jeff, what do you, I don't know, what do you make of it? It's interesting because, you know, it seems to me that WWE is at a crossroads with this character. And although we love this character mm -hmm. um, and this character sells a lot of merch, I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. They don't really know how to go about doing this and it's showing. And I'm sure it's frustrating for all parties involved, especially Bray, because yeah. you know, he's got all of these thoughts in his head and, it's just like, hey, just, you know, you can't just let them go because that's not how WWE does things. But you kind of wish that they would just let them go. You know, like it's it's crazy. Um, in terms of John Cena's dad saying this, you know, I'm I get it because this is someone who, you know, has seen the business up close and personal through the lens of, you know, his son. And I'm pretty sure he's seen, you know, the telltale signs of a character being buried over the years. So I'm sure that's probably where it's coming from. I would not be surprised. And, and this is very going to be very unpopular. But I would not be surprised if this character was not around by the end of the year. Uh, I think maybe he goes to something different. But uh, but I I just see that happening because I think. You know, I think at this point, WWE, aside from a couple of things, are just like, you know, we're, we're pushing wrestlers and wrestling angles, not going into, you know, the depths of the mind of Bray Wyatt or, you know, like try, trying to create this this vision. Unfortunately, I mean, I want to see it. I, I'm just saying I think that's the direction that uh, WWE is going in, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, look, you guys all know what fans we are of him. And, I mean, it's evident by the fact that we have a show dedicated to the guy. Um, and we love the story. We love the angle. But it's just kind of – it's going to be very interesting to see what's going to happen going forward in the Funhouse. Because if something does come of the – and we've seen, we've seen feuds built on social media. So if something comes of that thing with John Morrison, that's completely out of left field. Mm -hmm. And to me – in my opinion, and again, like Jeff said, it may not be a popular one, um, but again, you got to understand, I'm a fan. I could show you my Bray shelf behind my behind my head. I'm a fan, and do I like it? I, I don't, but if this comes to play and he goes with John Morrison, what is the difference between that and something mid-card? And do you really think that John Morrison and Bray or The Fiend are going to be a backlash? I kind of doubt it. I kind of doubt it. It's WrestleMania backlash. The other thing everybody was saying, well, what about Randy? What about Randy? It's still going to Randy's hurt. They're not they're not talking about it. So that kind of kind of gets me a little bit too in the fact that maybe he's hurt worse than people are saying. In any case, he got hurt in that match against Riddle. So that's done at least for the time being. Well, maybe they'll revisit it. They'll go back to it possibly, but not anytime soon. So yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, 
Yeah, I, I, and like I said, I hate to see it. I'm going to talk a little bit more about Raw and my feelings about Raw, and I'll wait till the airing grievances. I'll, I'll add a little extra one in there because I've, I've got some strong feelings about the direction of, of Raw, and I'll get to that. So, um, But let's get to some cool news. And hello, Conrad, by the way. Thanks for coming. Uh, nice to see you. Yeah, let's get to some cool stuff, man. Did you guys see? Of course, oh. all your wrestling fans. Alistair Black is finally back in wrestling. Oh, it was so cool. And that came out of left field, too, like no one knew. And all of a sudden, you're watching SmackDown, you hear Michael Cole come out and say, now here's something from the mind of Alistair Black. And I'm like, what? Like, all of a sudden, Alistair Black? And then you get this promo. And oh my God, I don't, this promo was awesome. He started, he's sitting there and he's reading from this book and he's talking about his father and how, you know, something about a dragon. And, and well, now it's revealed that the, the, the book has chapters and apparently this dragon chapter was chapter one. Mm -hmm. So this looks like it's going to be a long and extended promo from him. Man, I don't know where it's going, but I kind of got Father James Mitchell kind of vibes a little bit from it. I got, and I mean, obviously, if you look at his Twitter page today, he put out stuff on social media, which I shared. His Twitter picture says, I am death. <laughs> I am death is his Twitter photo. So, okay. <laughs> I mean... Oh, dude, I'm I'm yeah, I'm excited. I love this guy. I I was loved him in NXT. I think he got a raw deal when he was in when he was you know started on the main roster. They didn't know what to do with him. I mean, obviously, if they're investing this kind of now now look at it this way, if they're investing this kind of stuff in him, Jeff, this you saw them do animated stuff with him last night. They yeah. did a whole animated feature. If they're gonna invest that kind of money in him. Well, I, that, they've got to be pushing him, man. Yeah, I mean, you're not just, you know, well, we're we're after nine, so I can say this. You're not just pissing money in the wind. Yep. With, you know, if you're not going to do anything with the guy. I mean, whether that's the IC title or something else, I mean, it's pretty evident that they did the, the animation, like you said. I mean, that's – that's pretty doggone dope. I mean, when I saw it, and I got I got to be honest with everyone, I didn't watch uh, SmackDown Live last night. I watched uh, this morning, but immediately Joe sent me a text like, "Oh my God, Alistair Black is back, and you got to see this promo." Yep. And after that, I I went and looked it up on YouTube, and oh my God, this was amazing. Yep. And, and you know, I hope, I hope, hope, hope that they don't drop the ball on this because mm. as this has the potential to be great. Now, is he going to resign once his contract is up? That's, you know, that's to be seen, but for the remainder of his contract, if they allow him to go forward with something like this, I mean, all of the, the decisions that have been made that have not been fan friendly or Alistair Black friendly, um, that we might forget about some of those, um, you know, just to be honest. Um, but yeah, I, I'm really, I'm really impressed by what they did. And honestly, finally, they, they have given him an opportunity to go uh, deeper into a character. Like before, I loved his character before. Don't get me wrong. But it was kind of one-dimensional. This right. adds 
layers to a character. So, yep. And and Jeff and I were talking a little bit before the show. Um, there was uh, the busted open guys were talking about him too, and they had mentioned, and Mark Henry absolutely went off. They mentioned, what if WWE? Now this is a, a very long shot because it wasn't a good, you know, it, it, the the two of them did not have a good split. Uh, but they said, what what if they could somehow convince Zelina to come back? And imagine it's Zelina and Alistair against Karrion Cross and Scarlett. How amazing would that be? How amazing would that be? Like, and and again, I know it's it's your fantasy booking and stuff like that, and it's probably definitely a fa- it, you know more than likely definitely is a fantasy because I you know after what happened with Zelina, it would be really tough tough to get her back. But Mark Henry heard that, and he's like, oh man, I want to see. Give me some of that. I want to see that. Uh, oh, that would be amazing. Um, but whatever is going on here, man, I'm in. And if they keep doing these promos every week with him and then let him develop it more and more and more, almost kind of like Bray did with the, with the fun house. And people are talking about that. I think Buttersmark said the Alice stuff, Alistair stuff started for 23 to uh, 2021. And two years ago, they gave the start and the green light to the Firefly Funhouse. So if they're going to allow him to kind of do similar stuff and like do these promos every week and, and lead up to, What's going on? And and have them go, oh, man, dude, I'm in. Whatever this book is, whatever these chapters are, and however he's going to be doing this, man, I'm in. And I don't care. I said to Jeff, too, he could be going a cult here. He could be even going almost like with, with, to take advantage of the Mortal Kombat movie, um, something along those lines, like martial arts kind of stuff, like the legend with the dragon and stuff. That's kind of martial artsy and, uh, and you know, it would fit into something like that, too. So I don't know how they're going, but, man, dude, I'm loving it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know where it's going, but I'm loving how it started. So, yep. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. All right. So that was the two breaking news items that we had, and uh, now we're just going to get into what we had um, go on, of course, last week. So on your screen. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um. Yikes. <laughs> um. Uh, Mace and T-Bar uh, unmasked. Uh, the, you know, the only thing that may have been a little worse than this for me was when I was a little kid. I wasn't that little. I was probably in my teens. Or no, and I saw Kiss unmasked for the first time on MTV. Because there's this big moment, right? Because you never saw these guys without makeup. And you're thinking, oh, this is going to, what is this going to be? And you know what? When you got the reveal on MTV, you're like, they look just kind of like they do without makeup and it's not a good look <laughs> um uh, look and i'll get into this more again during the airing of grievances my question with this is why am i supposed to care <laughs> why am i supposed to care at this point you have ruined these guys to no end with this whole retribution thing and why the hell am I supposed to care now? Like, and, and now you have them going against drew and man, you want to talk about being afraid of a possible future storyline. Is this, it, it almost looks to me like Lashley is probably going to beat drew again. And then drew is going to be going with the, against these two. So you want to talk about some goofy things that are going on. And if Bray goes with Morrison and then now and then Drew gets these two or goes against one or the other, oh dude, I, I man, oh man, oh man, I just I just don't get it, Jeff. I just don't get it. 
I mean, yes, it was good to get them out of the masks and maybe have them move on. But at this point, man, I, I'd even take the names off them. Let them go back to to Dijakovic and, and Dio Matt. Let them go back to who they are. Get them the hell away. If you're taking them out of retribution, get them away from it and run away from that as far as you can. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm going to – I can't wait until you talk about this in a few minutes. But, um, I mean, I'm again, I'm kind of indifferent. We also got the news that Slapjack and Mia Yim are moving. Um, yep, to SmackDown. Yeah, to SmackDown. So it's a shame that this – it had such promise – and then they, you know, they just fizzled it away. You know, like it, it just, I don't know. But again, it's, it's like, why why should we care? Like we invested time in these characters um, only to have them kind of fizzle out. Um, and, they, and, you know, it was just, retribution was just done so poorly. Uh. Um and, you know, the writing was on the wall a while ago. And, you know, I thought for a minute that adding Ali would help the group, but it didn't. And, you know, it's unfortunate because all of these folks individually are very talented and, you know, they're <laughs> they're worthy of, you know, spotlight and shine. And, you know, I just I'm just I'm sad that I don't care. I, I want to care, but I don't. And I'm sad because, like I said, all of these folks are incredibly talented. And you cannot tell me that watching Dijakovic in NXT, you didn't think that someday he'd be a main event player when and if he went to the main roster. And this is how he gets his you know, inaugural run by being thrown into retribution and, you know, having a really bad impression of Bane and, you know, and, and just fizzling out. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, like I said, you, you, I mean, I, Conrad mentioned some explanations should be had or time off TV. I mean, yeah, like just have them go away for a while and then come back. Don't, but don't, don't have Drew just rip off the mask. And then, and then, the, you know, the announced team is like, oh my God, they unmasked. Rep oh, what a mess. What a mess. And man, I, yeah, what a mess Raw is. What an absolute mess that show is. Um, you watch both of the shows now for WWE and you watch SmackDown last night and Raw. What two totally different directions those shows are. Uh, and again, I'll get to that, but oh man. All right, let's move on to the next one, Jeff. Yeah, let's, because my God. Um, so we got some more news about another uh, another baby into the WWE family, potentially. Yeah, how about that? Congratulations to uh, Ronda Rousey, of course, and her husband um, on the announcement of their uh, of their child. Um, that Yeah, that's awesome. And Ronda was uh, trying to have a child for a while. That, that was the reason why she left uh, WWE the last time was because they wanted to have a family. And she said she wanted to work on that. And now, uh, obviously, that is the case. So, yeah, absolutely. Congratulations to her. Um, and uh, so I guess the, you know, the, those... Again, all those wonderful dirt sheet rumors. Rhonda's coming back. Rhonda's coming. 
Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> no, she's not. Uh, we're not going to be seeing Rhonda for a while, but congrats to them. Um, you know, and uh, we hope uh, to see her back uh, at some point someday. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, this is why she left. This is what she wanted to do. And, uh, of course, yes, very, very awesome. Uh, when you see good news coming out of, and, and again, sometimes, you know, during the course of the week, um, you see so few good things. It's, it's a lot of just the dirt sheets and gossipy stuff and bad crap all over the place, but something like this is always something to celebrate. Um, and, and it's awesome. And like I said, congrats to her. And uh, it's 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 really cool uh, when you see this, you know, kind of humanizing stuff. Because again, I think we think of these guys so much as just these larger than life personalities that are on a, a show that entertains us, and we kind of forget that they have things going on, you know, outside in their own lives and and stuff like that. So this kind of kind of brings you into the, you know, brings you into reality a little bit into you know, okay. Yeah, that's that. Yeah, having a family is is much more important than uh, than making yourself, you know, coming back to WWE and stuff like that. Long term parenting planning, <laughs> but congrats to Stassi. Yes, yeah, it was. Uh, but yeah, Jeff, it, it's it's always good to see stuff like this. Yeah, yeah, it is, and I mean, congratulations to to her and Travis Brown. Um, but you know, that's that's awesome. Uh, you know, people are gonna start fantasy booking. A tag team match for WrestleMania 57, <laughs> and it's going to be Ronda and her kid against Becky and her kid. Oh yeah! Like people are going to start fantasy booking that at some point. Um, yeah, <laughs> but no, I, I'm. This is this is awesome. Um, you know, starting that family. You know, if that's what you want to do, if you want to have kids, that's you know, it's so important. So, uh, such an awesome thing. So you know. Congrats to them. And uh, yeah, I mean, we can kind of quell those, uh, quell those rumors from uh, a return. <laughs> uh, for, that was for my dog pushing her soup bone around the floor. I apologize. Oh, it's fine. I was like, what do you, that shocked me. I was like, whoa, what, like, what was that? All right, what are you doing down there? Good Lord. All right. Sorry about that, dude. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I just think that, you know, now that we know, you know, and it's her personal life. She didn't have to come out and say anything. And that's the other thing that I wanted to say to people. Right. Is that, you know, because someone has a return, their reasoning for not returning is not our business. You know, ultimately, yes, they're in the public eye and we want to know what's going on. But I mean, it's not really our business. So the fact that she shared this just shows that, you know, she cares about, you know, the fans knowing what's going on and probably to stop some of those rumors. <laughs> Very true. Conrad says, Joe, we're live, pal. Yeah. I, I have no control over my dog. <laughs> she does what the hell she wants, dude. She rules the roost. Um, yeah. So <laughs> we gave her a big bone today and she's been clanking the thing all over the place. So whenever you release them, but that was, that was loud. I think she whipped it off my table or something in the back of me, but, uh, but yeah, uh, definitely it, it's, it's again, it's always great when you hear, like I said, good things about, about people that are in this business and stuff. And like Jeff said, a lot of times they don't want to come out and share stuff either because, you know, uh, they, they kind of they know they're going to get caught up in the whole social media thing, and you're always going to get the moron that's going to come out and say something stupid like, "Oh, you, why are you know you were supposed to come back to WWE and you know what?" There's always going to be some moron that's going to do that. 
So a lot of times they just avoid it, and I can't blame them. So, no. uh, but yeah, very very cool, man. Uh, so good news for them, and uh, and again, we wish everything, uh, wish the best uh, to both of them, and uh, and hopefully we get to see uh, her child very soon. This was interesting. Yeah, this was interesting. Cool. Uh, Thunder Rosa's got a comic book. How cool is that? Um, and it's like, this is something now that's happening and I'm a big comic book nerd. Uh, I still read them to this day. I don't get to the comic book store like I used to, but, um, I read them digitally. Um, I get a lot of books digitally and I still read and, and there's some great stuff going on in some of these books. Um, and I just saw yesterday that image comics is going to have Dan Housen on a cover. Wow. So there's a there's a cover of an image comic book that's gonna have Danhausen. So Danhausen, look at that dude. He's been on uh, he was on Conan O'Brien's podcast. Mm-hmm. I I mean, how cool is this kind of stuff? And now Thunder Rosa's got her own Thunder Rosa. Um, she's she's been involved in a lot of cool stuff. Uh, you know, so many things going on with her. She's going back and forth from, uh, from AEW to NWA still, you know, she's still heavily involved in the women's division, of course, with AEW and bringing that kind of to the forefront, which, Hey, pat her on the back for that, because a lot of the stuff that she's done there has probably led to them getting better. And that's fantastic for her. That's a heck of a feather in her cap. And, and then, you know, again, still with NWA, uh, she's wrestling Dave LaGreca from Busted Open. <laughs> on, on, her, on her promotion. Yes, on her own promotion, uh, which is going to be hilarious. I, I can't wait. I cannot wait to see that one. Uh, LaGreca's already, they're planning his funeral. Uh, they're literally planned. They did a fake eulogy for him, and which was absolutely hilarious. But um, man, I, look, I I love Thunder Rosa. I think she's fantastic. And uh, again, this kind of stuff just brings a smile to my face because it crosses over two of the things that I love more than anything in wrestling and comic book stuff. Uh, and I think this is awesome, man. Uh, you know, I mean, you could obviously see uh, the cover looks like it depicts her from a small child, you know, kind of growing up, and uh, you know. It, Maybe she's going to have some kind of origin story going on in the book and stuff like that. So if you haven't seen it, um, I did tweet about it. Make sure you go out. Make sure you check it out. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, and show her some support. Uh, this is really cool. And when, you know, look, man, oh, my God, it'd be my life's dream to see myself on a comic book. Uh, and I'm sure it must be amazing to her. If you guys haven't heard the interview with her that we did way, way back, go and listen to it because it's really uh, an eye-opening interview, and you see where she came from, and 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 to where she's gotten today. Uh, and man, I, I'm I'm just so thrilled for her and the success that she's having, Jeff. Yeah, uh, I want to answer Big Dan's question first. Sure. Because I want to show just how crazy some people are. Uh, yes, Big Dan, she has been on their radar before. They wanted her to be a referee. <laughs> oh. uh, okay. Anyway, well, let me. You can do it. They wanted her to be a referee, Big Dan. That's yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, I don't think there's any question at this point that Thunder Rosa is the hardest working wrestler. Period. I didn't say female. I said hardest working wrestler in the game today. And, you know, what she said in our interview makes a ton of sense and shows that she manifested 
this run in AEW, just like she manifested this comic book deal, just like she started Mission Pro Wrestling. Just, I mean, the things just go on and on. It seems like 2020 was the year of Thunder Rosa, but 2021 is shaping up to be another year of Thunder Rosa too, um, because she's just, I mean, she's grinding and that's what it means. Like, and this is this is outside of wrestling, but if you want something, you grind for it, it happens. It can happen. You can manifest it into happening. And that's what she's done. And, you know, I read a little bit on her uh, Facebook page. She was saying that this is going to be uh, autobiographical. So um, so I'm, I'm really I'm really uh, anxious to, to get a copy. I'm yeah. definitely going to. Um, you know, she talked about the amount of hard work and dedication that she put into it. So, uh, so yeah, definitely. I am really looking forward to this and, uh, kudos to her. Congratulations to her. She's, she's just a phenomenal person. Like that, that's all it is to it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Uh, from the time that, like I said, from the time we interviewed her, um, and she was nice enough to come on our show for two new guys who were just starting out, um, and to come on when she was the NWA women's champ, uh, was phenomenal. And I'll always be a fan, uh, no matter, and, and the sky is the limit for her. And I hope someday, um, that she will wear that AEW women's title. Um, and because she truly deserves it. Um, that match with Britt Baker was honestly one of the best women's matches I have watched in a long time. Um, and, and I mean, as brutal as it was, but so good. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, if this is a story about her life, how cool is that? Yeah. I mean, you get your life put into a comic book and, and, uh, that's amazing. That is absolutely amazing. Kevin. Hello. Uh, we are doing well. Hope you are well as well. Uh, Let's see. Um, yeah, but that it's awesome and go, and great for her. And I and again, like I said, sky's the limit. And we just wish her all the best in the world. So awesome stuff. All right, what's up next? We oh, this was a surprise, wasn't it? Yeah, this was a surprise. We were not expecting uh, Rachel. Uh, <laughs> we were not expecting Rachel Ellering uh, to be revealed as Jordan Grace's mystery partner. We kind of knew. That we were going to see it, and you know, we kind of predicted it that Jordan Grace at some point in some time would get double teamed in that match, and that's what happened. And then we thought, okay, who's going to come out? Who's going to come out? Who's going to come out? We did not expect this, so this was kind of a little bit of a shocker. Took some of us by surprise. Of course, she formerly of NXT uh, was in AEW for just a little bit, and again, this is this kind of just goes to show you that it doesn't. Sometimes they they just have to kind of find a niche. Sometimes they have to find just a place where they kind of belong and somebody wants them where they are and somebody finds a value in them, right? Almost like we got the people that came over at Slammiversary last year with Eric Young and how he's flourishing and some of the others that came over and how, how well they're doing now. Sometimes that just needs to happen. And again, we may see this from the WWE cuts also. You may see the same thing. Sometimes... Being in the big spots just don't work out for some people for whatever reason. So, and obviously NXT and AEW may have not worked out for her, but she could come in here and she could really find her way. And like Jeff said, when we were talking about our predictions the other night for uh, for Sunday, mentioned that maybe she gets thrown right into a spotlight because maybe she turns on her partner. So 
We'll see, Jeff. But uh, it was pretty exciting. It, it's always cool when you can't predict who it was going to be. And when we saw her, we're like, whoa, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely didn't have that didn't have that coming at all, mm-hmm. uh, which was really cool. Um, you know, I, I really like her. And I, I thought that after the women's tag team tournament in AEW that she'd get signed there because I felt like she did a great job there. But, you know, but it, it is what it is. And I, I want people to understand that, yes, WWE, because of the name recognition, it's a lot of wrestlers' dreams because it's WWE, you know. I mean, it's always been seen as, you know, the pinnacle of the business. But I just want people to understand that TV doesn't mean the same thing that it used to back in the 80s and 90s. Right. Um, merchandising and getting yourself out there, it's not the same as it used to be. It doesn't matter. I mean, let's, just, let's be real. Dan Housen, who's in Ring of Honor, was on a major, you know, podcast with Conan O'Brien. Yeah. Um, There are several independent stars that remain on the independents because they don't have to have the bureaucracy and politics of the WWE or a large company. Um, And they can do everything that they want to on the independent scene. Yep. They get to control their own, you know, their own uh, career there. So this is a good move. I'm glad that she's there. Um, you know, we'll see if my prediction is correct that um, that maybe her and Jordan don't win. And then we see a turn and then we see them feud. I know I, for one, would love to see some matches between the two. But, hey, you know, maybe they go out and they, they beat Fire and Flavor. But. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see her and Impact to see what she does. Yeah, it's good. just another match on that card that we're looking forward to. Um, and like I said, it's not just that Kenny Omega and Swan match. This is a it's going to be a fun card. There's yeah. a there's a lot of good stuff going on here. Some good there there can be some really brutal matches on this card as well. Uh, so it's going to be a fun night of wrestling tomorrow night, man. I'm really looking forward to rebellion. Um, as a software developer, I see the metaphor as not everyone needs to work for Google. There's a place for everyone. Yeah, exactly. absolutely, man. Absolutely. Kevin, uh, Joe, you called it fire and flavor wins, but can grace turn on, uh, actually Jeff called that her heel turn. I was saying that I thought that Jordan and Rachel would win it. Uh, but Jeff was the one who said that he called the heel turn. So we'll see. It, it certainly could happen. Um, question. You know what? Uh, Dan Housen got a tweet by The Rock, and he said he loved his work and laughed at his jokes. I don't see why he wouldn't. Dude, I don't see why. Yeah, I, I don't see why he wouldn't. I mean, The Rock can see personality, man. Uh, the, the dude knows talent, and he. I mean, he's been in the business for a long time. So, yeah, I mean, how about that? How about that? When he he gets you know gets to be on on Conan O'Brien, I mean that's a damn big name. Conan O'Brien, uh, one of the biggest late night TV show hosts of all time, like right up there with Johnny Carson and Jay Leno. Uh, and man, that that is something else. That is something else. And and he like Jeff said, he's he was an indie wrestler, and now he's in Ring of Honor. So. It doesn't necessarily have to be that these guys all have to belong to the big companies. Um, they make it work, and it works for them, and kudos to them for doing it. 
they made a name for themselves and didn't have to be in one of the big companies. So, uh, but yes, good luck to Rachel. I'm excited to see what she does, and I'm excited to see how that match goes tomorrow night. Segway, don't forget to join us tomorrow night at 7:30 uh, for the watch along. David Letterman too, Jeff. Absolutely, yeah. Letterman was awesome. I love David Letterman and throwing watermelons off of the the, the three story building was always one of the things I'd laugh my head off at, and for no reason whatsoever. It was just hilarious. Um, all right. What's next? So we have uh, wrapping up things from Wrestle. Well, this is a good segue into what I wanted to talk about anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Should you just go there already? You just want to go there? Yeah, you know what? It's Saturday night. Let's let it all hang out. Let's just go there. Let's just go there. Everybody's waiting for it anyway. Let's do it. Let's do it. Here Let's do it. Of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about now you're gonna hear them yes yes oh my god i love that so much from seinfeld i i one of my all-time favorite comedies absolutely love it um and of course he was the father as well in king of queens god rest his soul passed away recently uh jerry stiller what a, what a great comedian he was and that that fiery you know that that you know the dad thing that he had going oh absolutely loved it absolutely loved it Kevin says, this is honestly one of the most positive streams I've been in. I love it. Thank you so much, Kevin. We really appreciate that, man. That uh, that makes us smile. Very, uh, very awesome. Very awesome. All right. <laughs> Butter Spark is Butter Sparks cussing. You're yeah. cussing. It's the, it, oh, look at this. It's time for Arthur, yeah, Arthur Spooner. Yeah, <laughs> Carrie Spooner and Arthur Spooner. Oh, my God. King of Queens. I must have seen every episode of King of Queens multiple times. Multiple times. Um, anyway, so. Uh, we do have some grievances to air. And, Jeff, if you don't mind, I'm just going to start right off with the Raw thing, if that's cool with you. I, I, I don't mind. I mean, you know what, what's funny, and Conrad just said this. <laughs> Conrad just said positivity. Positivity's over. There's so much for positivity. It's done. Um, even when we're doing this, though, it's like it. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. look, it's just fun. Um, all right. So let me talk to you all about Raw. I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to calm myself down, right? I'm gonna... <sighs> King of Queens is a comedy gust. It's very funny. Um, Raw has honestly sucked. Sucked. I'm not even going to pull any punches. It is just bad. Bad, bad, bad. And I, I, the stuff that, and this is where I get confused, and this is what I don't understand. You were building good things there, right? You had the hurt business, one of the best factions you had going at the time. And some knucklehead in creative decides, well, let's break them up right before the biggest pay per view of the year. What the hell are you thinking? Like, where, what are you thinking? Where is, and then everybody's trying to say, look, I get it. I get it. Because we say this all the time too. Yes, long-term storyline. But look where the, uh, look where the tag team ended up. Look where they ended up. They're losing every single week. They're losing to the Viking Raiders. Every they're, they're doing nothing but losing now, being completely pushed out of sight. And if you tell me for one damn second, that you are going to replace them with Mace and T-Bar and they're going to be in retribution, good Lord. 
who in God's name is writing that crap? Like literally who is writing this crap? It, it, this, raw man, raw needs an overhaul, an absolute overhaul. You need to, I mean, look, and people are going to say, you know, and some people in the chat did say, well, you have Bray and you have Alexa. But even them, they're not on every week anymore. Now, Alexa's been on more than Bray, but what? But we don't even know, like, what Alexa's doing is cool, and I hope they let her go with it, but Bray's been on sporadically. So if they're the two people that are getting your show going, then why the hell aren't they on more? I mean, I just don't get it. This Number one, this stupid show needs to be two hours, period. Two hours, and I get it. USA Network, I understand. They want the three hours, blah, 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 blah. But you know what? When does USA Network come to pass and say to themselves, this this is shit. Like, this is literal shit. This third hour, it, like, this is garbage. And, I mean, it, I, I'm sorry, but, like, I can't stick up for it anymore. And, and Cheese Whiz is blaming Peacock, but Cheese Whiz, this is USA. This has nothing to do with Peacock. They're going to be on there and replay, but this has nothing to do with them. Peacock's got what they wanted. They have the network on there. They're getting the pay-per-views and stuff like that. They don't give a damn what they do on Raw. But, but man, when you sit back, and if anybody in the chat doesn't believe, or, you know, okay, if anybody in the chat doesn't think I'm right, you sit and watch those two shows back to back. Watch last week's Raw and watch SmackDown, and you tell me, you tell me that that SmackDown isn't eons ahead of Raw right now. And it's not even close. It is not even close. I mean, JR, good old JR, was in an interview, came out and said, Raw is not their flagship show anymore, and you can see it. You can absolutely see it. That they've left it go. They've left it go. What do you, I mean, you have, you have a hell of a lot of talent on that show. But I just, man, oh man, am I disappointed in their creative. I am really, and I know we've said this on the show many, many, many times. And we kind of were hoping that WrestleMania was going to fix it. That it was going to be a cure-all. And that WrestleMania was going to fix it. It did not. It is a shambled mess. And, and I don't think they know where they're going. This whole thing with Mason T-Bar, you know what that tells me? That tells me creative still has nothing for Drew McIntyre. Still. They have nothing for him. Nothing. Past Bobby Lashley. And they've got to, they've got to end all that stuff because those feuds have been going on now for a while. So what, how can you have nothing for a guy who was a champ? Like, uh, this, it's, it's just shameful. The creative on that show is just shameful. And and look, guys, this is, you know, when you listen to wrestlers, right? And then I'll, I'll stop here. When you listen to wrestlers, and I, I was listening to, you know, again, I listen to Busted Open a lot because I like to listen to Bully Ray and I like to listen to Tommy Dreamer and Mark Henry. Mark Henry today said, he never once, he said in his entire career, went in the back and said something rude, nasty, or whatnot to creative. He said, I never did. And he said, I did my job. I did what they told me to do. Think about that. Think about that. If that is the majority of what they are doing and what all of these wrestlers are doing, and they're listening to their the higher-ups and they're listening to creative, what does that say to all of you 
about what creative is like in the WWE right now. I'm done. <laughs> um, everything you said, well said, well said. Um, two things I'm going to stop doing. One, I'm going to stop referring to WWE's writers as creative. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, in order to be called creative, I think you have to somewhat be creative. Yes. Um, so here, here's what, here, here's where I have a problem. It's, it's like they're stuck in the spin cycle at this point. And they don't really know who to push. If they have something that works one week, it's like they just want to, you know, get rid of it the next or make us forget about it. Um, so it's like, okay, like what's, what's the problem? The problem is when you have a bunch of people who may have writing experience for a television show, but not necessarily professional wrestling, you're going to get things like this. So, I mean, my personal opinion, I think that they need to get in some wrestlers or people with wrestling knowledge, you know, for longer than a few years. And that's who needs to write. They need to write your your stuff because wrestlers understand where wrestlers need to go and should go. My opinion. Um, I just I just feel like we're just being fed the same thing over and over. And it's all, it's almost like, you know, the, the, what they say the definition of insanity is, is yep. doing something over and over again and expecting a different result. Yep. And, you know, you've got some good elements, great elements um, on the show that you can build around, but you're not building around them because they're not on the show enough. And how do you not have anything for Drew. Yeah, like yeah, like how do you not have something? So here here's the other thing that I'm going to stop doing. I'm going to stop giving WWE so much credit for long-term storytelling and certain stories credit for long-term storytelling. You know why? Because they don't know what the heck they're doing in terms of long-term storytelling. So, I think as fans we're giving way too much credit. Oh, this this is long-term storytelling. No, it's they don't know what the heck they're going to do, but it looks like long-term storytelling. It's not. like it's, it's clear as day. Now, here's what I'll say. I think, personally, I, I enjoy both shows. Sitting through Raw is a chore for me at times. It, I mean, it really is. I think both shows need to elevate. Personal opinion. SmackDown is great, but there's still another gear that they can hit, in my opinion. When I look at NXT, when I'm looking at the last couple weeks of AEW, when I'm watching Ring of Honor, when I'm watching MLW, when I'm watching Impact, and they're consistently good and consistently moving things ahead, I don't want to sit there for three hours on a Monday night and watch something that is like, man, I hope I don't fall asleep. 
You know, like, I hope I don't go to sleep. I hope I can make it to the end of the show or I guess I'll, you know, just try to catch it without commercials tomorrow on Hulu. Because it's like, what? I mean, what are we doing here? Um, so, you know, I'm, I don't want to belabor it, but it's just it needs to be raw needs to be overhauled completely. Um, there's just no two ways about it. It needs to be overhauled. And I think the only way you can do that is bring in some new writers that bring in new writers. Um, you know what? I hate to say it. And so I think I saw someone mention this earlier, but um, Daniel Bryan, the undertaker, I wouldn't have the undertaker help out in NXT. I'd have him help out with raw. Cause mm-hmm. they, um, you know, I would bring in some other people. Heck let abyss, do some some more stuff let the people that you have backstage as producers do a little more of your creative so like shane helms hurricane i mean let these people do what they need to do yep you know and and that either the first hour i would turn into like a recap of the previous week or do some promos backstage and just use that first hour as that and do you know, a combination of recap and promos, or I would put raw talk, like someone said earlier, that third hour. And I, I would not, if if you're locked into that contract, I, I, that's what I would do because right now, it's just it sucks. Like it, it stinks. It, a lot of weeks it stinks, it and does. I, I hate to say that because you know, these people are people. But let's be honest, if I'm having trouble staying awake for something that I love, that's a problem. And we're gonna I wanna go I want us to go off on one other topic, Joe. One other topic. And I, I had to take a deep breath right there because <laughs> I'm trying I'm trying to be good here. But I want to start out by saying I respect what Dave Meltzer has done in the business of wrestling in terms of his reporting and the longevity of his career. Having said that, I'm getting so sick and tired of people still giving this man energy because it's pretty clear what he is. He's a troll with the press pass. That's what he is. He's a troll with the press pass. Um, it's ridiculous to me that this man has the platform that he has and people still buy into his BS. And, you know, he he makes comments about wrestlers and he he can't he can't be bothered to pick up the phone and call these people. So if you don't know what we're talking about, he made some comments on Brian Alvarez's show about Charlotte and why she's taking a little bit of time off and how you know the business makes women self-conscious. And you know what? You're right, Dave. You know why? Because of jerks like you who have to comment on a on a woman's body 
when you're watching wrestling. Instead of just breaking down what they've done in the ring, just, just don't have anything to say. But you have to do something about their bodies. And that's why a lot of these these women, these female wrestlers feel the way that they do because you know what happens? The people that support you, they then go out and harass people. Harass people on social media. All because they, they heard you on your boy's show talking crap about someone's body. Or the fact that you're, you know, you're giving one set of matches five stars or four stars, and it's pretty darn clear that you don't watch the other stuff that you give one and two stars to. Like, I don't get why people even put stock into your into your stuff anymore because it's garbage. I should we should give you zero stars. You know, like, I mean, come on. It's ridiculous. So, you know, I, I said all that to say, folks, if you if you like Dave Meltzer, all on you. That's fine. But be careful who you associate yourself with. Be careful who you subscribe to in terms of their beliefs. And what they and what they try to persuade people to feel, because that's what that's what people they they see that, you know, like they people see through that. And if you start to try and buy into what he said, then then all you're doing is you're. You're spouting off the same garbage that he puts online, says on interviews, and it's just not like it's not worth it. It's not worth it. I get it. He's been around forever. But you know what? Just because something has happened in the past doesn't mean it needs to continue. People like him suck because they do things that they have no business doing in in terms of who they talk about and what they talk about. Because if you don't watch it, if you don't support it, then don't talk about it. Okay? Period. And the last thing I'll say about about him is this. Do us all a favor. And if you're going to report on things, do it down the middle. If you're going to stick around like you have been, that's fine. Report it down the middle. I got to give a shout out to a couple people. Sean Ross Sapp. Gary Cassidy. They they report the facts. I don't care to hear your opinion anymore, <laughs> Dave Meltzer or Brian Alvarez. And I'm just a little peon nobody. I get it. But people are really sick and tired of your garbage, and you really need to stop it. I'm done, Joe. Well said, man. Uh, The fact that Charlotte Flair, who is one of the top superstars in the WWE, in the women's division, she's won everything there is to win. 
has to come out and defend herself against this piece of garbage is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. She came out and called him out. She said, you couldn't have called me first. You have my number, as I'm sure he does. He probably has a lot of people's numbers. What would cause him to do something like that? I mean, I'm telling you, I saw I saw a tweet today, right, of Kimberly bawling her eyes out. Mm-hmm. And you don't think that that hurts to watch? Because this kind of stuff is happening still. We lost a wrestler this time last year because of bullying. You think Meltzer may be bullying here? Kind of looks like it, doesn't it? You're going to use your stature to bully women's wrestlers? Are you kidding me right now? If this is what you've come to, take a good look in the mirror and start to realize that. And like Jeff said, who are we to tell this guy anything? We're this, we're a, we're a small stature show. This guy has been around for a long, long time. But if you got caught, then you need to look at yourself in the mirror and you need to realize maybe it's time to go away. If this is the kind of stuff, if you're just that grumpy old man, <laughs> which people call me in work sometimes, by the way. But if you're just a, if if you're just a grumpy old guy, and this is the kind of stuff that you're gonna spew, then you don't even need to be around anymore. Conrad said it's clickbait BS, just like everyone else. People need to uplift those uh, in this community doing good work. I'm a believer in that. Yeah, it is clickbait, and I we've said this time and time again. It is super easy to get clicks and 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 whatnot and attention when you say something horrible. When it is super super easy, the hard part is saying something good about someone because that's not going to get you the hate clicks. You're going to anger this whole group of people, but you're going to be you know you're get you're again it goes back to that whole thing like me or hate me just don't ignore me well if he doesn't come out with this kind of stuff then apparently people will not pay as much attention to him the best thing you can do is don't don't give him the time of day that's the best thing you could do to this guy there are people who are thrilled like there were people laughing today on twitter that he blocked them very similar to mr cornett who is another one that kind of does this stupid stuff and when people give the, and they go and they try to have a little bit of an argument with them or state their opinion and stuff, boop, they just block you. Well, what does that tell you? What does it tell you? They don't care. They're doing this for publicity, and that makes you a pretty crappy person. If that's what you're going to do and you're just going to hate on stuff just to hate on it and it's not even really your opinion, you're just doing it because it's going to get you clicks and get people looking at your stuff, that's pretty rotten, especially in the time we live in. So I agree with everything Jeff said. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that, that kind of garbage just needs to stop. And the fact that you get and, – and this isn't, some, this isn't someone who – this isn't some small persona wrestler that we don't hear from from week to week. This is one of the main women's wrestlers wrestling today, the daughter of a legend. And this is what you're going to do? Ugh, ugh, it's 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 just it's slimy. 
Yep. It's just, it's, it's slimy. It, it just really is. It yep. really is. And the last point here today, because we have an extra. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, there's more. All right. We've all heard by this point, because this became a thing. Um, Mickey James, in my opinion, is a first ballot Hall of Famer. The woman is a legend. Okay. So let's just start right there. She showed everybody a lovely package parcel that she got in the mail. And it was a trash bag with her belongings. Apparently, you know, they never really showed anything else, but she received a trash bag. Now think again, guys, think about this. Okay. If you've ever been fired from a job, think about how you would have felt if they had sent you your belongings in a garbage bag. It makes you feel about that big, like you're a piece of dog crap under someone's shoe. So what? how do you think she felt like now? Could there, are there circumstances that, you know, they probably put this bag inside of a box and shipped it that Be smarter. Be smarter. And then it comes out that this wasn't the first person they did this to. Maria Canellis comes out and talks about it. Uh, oh, who else were the who were the other people that mentioned it too, Jeff? I can't even remember. But there there was um, Jillian Hall. J yes, Jillian Hall mentioned it. This, this wasn't the first time they've done this. They didn't get called out about this before, which shocks me. But you're a big company and you can't afford some freaking bubble wrap. You can't afford some bubble wrap to wrap something nicely in a box. You're going to give them their stuff in a freaking garbage bag? How how freaking disrespectful can you be? These are these are human beings. They gave their life for you to make some money. They, I, these are human beings for God's sakes. They they busted their ass to make you money to go out and entertain and you're going to give them a damn garbage bag as their goodbye thing? Well, so long. Here's your here's your crap. That's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. And I know they, the, the dude who was on Total Divas, the head of talent related or whatever he was, got canned over it. So good for them for speaking out. I saw something come out from Stephanie. I saw something come out from Triple H. Both apologizing. As well they should. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Vince, you're not excluded here. It is your company. Your, your son-in-law and your daughter, yeah, I get it. They're running it. You're the head of the company. This is a horrible, horrible look. Horrible look. If anyone would have done this to someone from any company, and this would have gotten called out on Twitter or social media, they would have gotten railed. So you are not excluded from this. These women deserve way better. And you know what? All you did was light a fire under her that will not be quelled. You lit a fire now. She was she was pleasant the day that it happened. She was saying she respected everyone, came out with a wonderful tweet about her career. You now just lit a fire under her that is not going to be quelled very easily. And don't be surprised if she ends up on a competitor and comes after you hardcore. 
don't be shocked one iota now she's a classy person so she may not because she's got a lot of class and she may just feel that that is not a classy thing to do but don't be shocked if she comes at you hardcore now and i would not begrudge her one bit for doing that not one bit but man that that it's that's it's just it's embarrassing jeff that's just absolutely embarrassing regardless of where you are in a company in terms of on the totem pole whether you're the ceo or whether you're uh you know the lowest level person everything that your company does reflects upon you and this is no exception uh vince mcmahon while he didn't send the package while Triple H didn't send the package, uh, while Stephanie McMahon or whoever else didn't send the package, the fact is they sent it to her from WWE. Period. Yep. Um, they should be held responsible and they should be getting destroyed on social media for allowing that to happen. Um, that being said, I really hope that Mickey James goes somewhere and has a good, you know, like a good run to end her career because that's what she deserves. Period. She just does. Um, but for the WWE, like, you know, I, I could go on and say a whole bunch of stuff about them. Um, you know, and, and seeing that reminded me of a, of a personal story. I had a job that I was let go from. And, you know, I don't know why they did it this way, but it was like this big, huge thing for me to go back in my office and pack up my stuff. So they did it for me. Now, you know, they sent me a box with all of my stuff. And I noticed that when I got the box, it was leaking. I went to a meeting that morning and didn't come back to my office. They had they put a cup of coffee. The cup of coffee that I had on my desk, they put that in the box and, and shipped that. So it got all over my stuff. And, you know, again, my reason for leaving the job didn't warrant that kind of treatment. And that's what this reminded me of. So I kind of empathize with her uh, with with how this happened and the way that um yeah, I know, Chris. Big shocker that I got let go. Um, <laughs> but um, you know what I got to say here to WWE? And by the way, I'm loving this new soundboard, but here we go. If I can get it to play. <laughs> <laughs> You failed, you big dummy. Sound like Sanford and Son, you big dummy. <laughs> exactly. that's, what I, that's what I have to say to you, uh, WWE. You failed. You you have failed a lot of people, and you have made it really, really difficult to root for you and support you. Just saying. Yep. 
So there you go. Three airing of grievances tonight. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. And then after this, you could just uh, you could just clear your mind. We got it all off our chest now. It was fun. It was good. We got it all out. So, you know, and, and it's good. It's good to do this every now and then and just get everything out in the open. Clear your head and get everything out that you need to get out. And we did. So there you go. We hope you enjoyed another segment of airing of grievances so there you go guys so we got it out <laughs> uh, chris wants to know chris wants to know why i was let go i don't mind letting you know why i was let go it's real simple i would not let me think of a way to put this because i still may be in the time frame of where they could um come and say something to me about what I'm saying. I'm not disparaging them, but um, I would say that my family comes first, regardless of how, of how much people pay me, my family comes first. And if I draw a line in the sand, um, you know, that, that is what it is. I'm not going to sacrifice the people I care about for money period. So that's why I was let go because I, I took a stand and I was told that I was being insubordinate. So there we go. Sometimes you've got to take a stand. Um, I apologize for the audio. I don't know exactly who's, uh, I know Conrad brought it up. There is a, there is like a pop thing going on. I I'm sorry with that. I don't know what okay. it is. Let me try something. Hold on. Okay. Jeff's going to try something, and I will keep you amused by doing a Vince impersonation. How's that? Good. Sounds good. I didn't know if it was me. I thought maybe it was me, too. I had no idea. I, like, kind of reset my mic and stuff like that, so I, I went mute for a while, too, so I didn't know if that helped. But thanks for pointing it out, Conrad. I appreciate that. Uh, no, it sounds good. Yeah, sounds good. All right. I lost my coding job in October. I would not move to Alabama because I wanted to be by my daughter. So can understand, says Kevin. Yeah. Hey, things happen. Things happen. And sometimes in life, you will get to a point where sometimes you need to take a stand. And, and it just becomes a thing. Cheap pops, butter spark. Nice. <laughs> Thanks, Jesse Callen. Hello, by the way. Jesse said, I brought it up too. So Conrad wasn't the only one. So Jesse heard it too. Thank you, though. I appreciate that. Um, all right. So let's get to sell or no sell our next segment for the night. Let's uh, let's talk some debates and uh, let's get into that, shall we? What is? It's time for sell or no sell. And our first topic of the night, this is an interesting one, isn't it? Uh, Billy Kay's resume gimmick. Uh, which we kind of all enjoyed, was better than Jericho's you're on the list uh, gimmick. Wow. Uh, two kind of similar things, I guess. They both had pieces of paper and stuff like that. So uh, let's go. Uh, Jeff, was Billy Kay's resume gimmick better than Chris Jericho's list? Um, I love Billy Kay. I really do. But no sale. Um, 
I, I can't say that. It, the, the list was awesome. Um, I catch myself sometimes now if someone does something and I'm just kind of to myself, I'll say, you just made the list. And, yep. you know, and if anyone caught me saying that when I was saying it to myself, they would um, they would think I was crazy. But no, uh, it, it was great for what it was. It Billy Kay's gimmick was awesome. I loved it. It, it cracked me up. But listen, Jericho, it, I mean, yeah, I, I can't go against Jericho. So no sale for me. What about you, man? Yeah, I have to agree. As much as I like Billy Kay's thing, because it was fun. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was entertaining. I mean, it was. And, you know, again, this is another thing, too, where he's going to, this is just starting to kind of get a little bit of traction behind it. And then you get rid of him. Yeah, you know, so it kind of seems to me like the creative there starts to get like a, a one of those light bulbs pops over their head and says, "Oh, we could do this." And then all it goes down a little bit, and they're like, "Nope, nope, nope let's just stop." I, I, again, another stupid, but no, the Jericho thing, yeah, man, it's iconic. I mean, people even outside of the wrestling world that don't watch wrestling regularly will come up and say, "You made the list." Um, I, I absolutely love that when he was doing that. I thought it was great. And it's just another, it just goes to show you how good Chris was at reinventing himself. Um, he came up with so many of these crazy things and they just all worked for him and everything he did was just fantastic. And now he could, he could turn around and say that when he's in AEW, just completely come out of left field and say, you made the list and everybody would pop. Mm -hmm. um, so no, I have to no sell it. While I did like Billy Kay's gimmick, and I thought that would have went far had she been, you know, as she remained in the company, I thought she could have went somewhere with it. Uh, Jericho's definitely was better. So, yeah, no sell that one. Yeah. Yep. All right, man. Tay Conti is a future champion in AEW. Joe, sell or no sell? This is tough because they've got – a rung almost like a ladder now where you're kind of seeing people get into place a little bit. Um, obviously it looks like, and to my surprise, it looks as if Britt Baker is kind of now next up. It, I was, I would have thought it would have been Thunder Rosa because Thunder beat her, but obviously now it, it looks as if Britt Baker is going to be next in line um, for that title. So there's, there's kind of be a stepladder a little bit of, of what's going on here. Um, I like Tay, and I like what she's doing. Um, I don't think she – I could she be a future champion, though, is the question. I'm going to sell it. Yes, she can. Um, and I think she will be. Um, I just don't know when it's going Yeah, but I, I definitely am going to sell it. She's got the talent to do it. Um, she's got the persona to do it. And yes, I could certainly see her being a champion of AEW's women's division. I think Britt Baker might get it. And then, of course, you know, you can have feuds there that may happen. And, uh, you know, like I said, I hope to see Thunder Rosa with it someday. Um, and again, it's exciting to me again, because this was something we picked on AEW for was their women's division is not getting enough spotlight. We said it all the time. Well, Maybe they're finally turning that around. They're changing things a little bit, and maybe that will go back to that Thunder Rosa Britt Baker match and say this may have changed things and flicked the switch. And I sure hope so. And I and let you know, let's see more of them. And now that they've got the three shows, let's see more of them in the spotlight on those three shows and more main events. But yes, I, I'm going to sell this. I do think she is a future champion uh, down the road, Jeff. What about you? 
Um, real simple. I love it. I love it. I'm selling. Um, she has the talent. She's always had the talent. Um, and it, it's not, you know, the question is, is, is she going to be a champion this year? It's future champion. She's still young and she has a lot of time. I think, I think you'll see Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa have it for now, but you know, in a couple years, I can see her doing that. And can you imagine a match between her and Thunder Rosa? Oh. And them going back and forth with promos. I mean, I'll give me that. Like that's yeah. if Thunder, whenever Thunder Rosa, when she gets the title, and I hope it's a, a long run, but when she gets the title. The person I would like to see take the belt off of her is Tay. Because I think that would be a good passing of the torch moment um, for Tay. But yeah, I, she's definitely going to be a champion in AEW. Um, I could say a lot of stuff about what they did with her in NXT and WWE, but um, she's been a star. It's just given, got to give the opportunity to, to shine. And, and she's definitely shining now. So. And not the first time we've seen people leave there and end up being stars somewhere else. Uh, and it won't be probably the last. Uh, James Chadwick mentioning Big Swole. Yeah. They, yeah. They, I mean, they, they've got talent there. They've yeah. got talent there. There's no doubt. You just got to shine it. You just got to let the talent shine. Um, it's there. So just give them the time. So, all right, man. What is up next? All right, man. Final topic. Following Rebellion. Moose will be the next Impact Heavyweight Champion, Joe Sell or No Sell. It certainly really looks that this is the direction that they're going, especially after that big promo that he had with Rich Swan the other night, so I'm going to sell it. Um, I love it. Yeah. Uh, he looks like he's next in line. And, I mean, if Kenny's going to take that title, who would not want to see Kenny versus Moose? Um, you saw the confrontation. I mentioned this on Impact the other day. You saw the confrontation in the back with uh, with Don Callis and Moose um, before that pay-per-view event that they had. And um, there certainly is chemistry there. And I, I, I can certainly see that being – I mean, could you imagine this guy going up against Kenny and – Dude, while Kenny isn't showing a stitch of fear of fighting Rich Swan, and of course totally underestimating him, and that's what the heels do. But can you imagine him? He's got to completely turn his character around because, man, oh, man, when you see this giant of a man across the ring from you, you are not going to be that, you know, you're not going to play that game the same way, and you're not going to come out and completely disrespect this dude. Uh, so yeah, man, uh, I, I definitely agree that that seems to be the way it's going to go. We don't know who's going to win tomorrow night, but if it is Kenny Omega, yep. I would definitely say that it is going to be Moose. That's going to challenge him. Yeah. Um, I love it. You, you said all the reasons I, I mean, honestly, Moose has been on the rise. Yep. For over a year now. And I think when people started finally getting it, finally getting it, 
was when he got subbed into, and remember, he wasn't even supposed to be in the match. He got subbed into Hard to Kill. And I think it I think you'd be hard pressed to say that anyone else had a better performance than Moose in that match. I mean, you think about the caliber of talent that was in that match, and most people walked away talking about Moose. That says a lot. A lot of people may say, well, you know, he needs to improve on the microphone. There are ways around that. Get the man a manager. And if you really wanted to do it, you know, a, a really cool way, have Don Callis turn on Kenny and back and back Moose. There's his mouthpiece. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he dude is a star, and kudos to him for absolutely transforming his body because the dude is so jacked right now, and he's so lean. And if you look at him when he played in the NFL compared to right now, it's like a night and day difference. And I'm so happy for the guy, so proud of him. And I hope that he's the one that that ends up with the championship. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well said. Yeah, I totally agree. All right. Well, there you go. That is sell or no sell for this week. Thank you guys for participating. I saw all your things out there. Tazzy says sell, 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 James Shadwick says sell, but forever will be boost. Is Randy Orton injured, Kevin? Yes, I believe so. We don't They never did any confirmation about it, but I, yes, that's what was reported that he injured himself against Riddle. If you go back and watch the match, you can kind of see him. He's right-handed and you could see him only using his left arm. So be that as it may, I'm not going to speculate and guess as to what the injury is, but yeah, that's the rumor. Uh, no sell. I'm sorry, boys, but the cleaner takes it. And as I've said, I think Samoa Joe will be the one to take the title from Kenny in July at Slammiversary. Plus, I think Moose's contract is coming up. It is. Yep, yeah, it, it is. is. It certainly is. Uh, Jeff says, remember when nobody was like, uh, like was, is this Moose silent character with his vision and people don't like it, but now they're saying that he is growing. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. So that leads us to what to watch. No. What to watch? We got oh, we got to talk about this. So let me That's play right. because I mean we we've got to talk about you know the watch along. Yes, obviously yes. Yep. Tomorrow night. Uh, again, I've said it earlier, and if you haven't been with us since the start, um, you are a wrestling fan. You do not want to miss this show. Um, And look, you know, maybe you're not an Impact fan and you don't watch Impact Wrestling. Well, like I said, it would be a heck of a time to jump on. This is a big pay-per-view, guys. There's no two ways about it. Um, We don't see this stuff uh, often, if at all, uh, where they kind of open that forbidden door and you are getting people crossing platforms and crossing promotions. This is the equivalent of geekdom where you would have Marvel versus DC or you would have, you know, something along the Avengers versus the justice league. This, that, that is kind of what this kind of stuff is. You're crossing over into something that we have not seen. And this is what the main event is. Uh, Regardless of what you think or who you think is going to win or what you think of Kenny Omega. um, This is big guys. And you're going to want to be, if you are a wrestling fan and you're a wrestling and a historian of wrestling and you just like wrestling, 
this is a can't miss pay-per-view um and that's why we're so excited to bring it to you and watch it with you uh so don't miss it this is of course we are starting tomorrow night at 7 30 uh eastern standard time and we will have this for you guys and we will watch it along with you so don't forget about it and jeff this is uh man th we've We've talked about this for what seems like months, and it is here. It is. It is finally here, man. Yeah. Um, I, <laughs> I. I cannot wait. I can't wait, man. I. Um, I. I think this is going to be a big night. Mm -hmm. I do. I think it's going to be a huge night. Um, yeah, I, I cannot wait. And yes, am I excited to see Rich Swan versus Kenny Omega? Absolutely, I am. But folks, the rest of this card is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Yep. Um, and listen, if you don't know a lot about Impact, that's fine. We've been here. We got you covered. Yep. And you know, it, it's all good. It's all good. We we can help you out. But you know, I know I know that there are other options out there. And listen, you, whatever you want to do is up to you. I don't disparage anyone from from you know rocking with whoever. But you know, we're gonna have fun. We're gonna we're gonna you know just uh, like we do every week with Impact, have fun and enjoy some great wrestling and see some storylines maybe end and. Others maybe start to begin. So, um, so yeah, I, man, I'm just excited for this. We've been talking about this. It seems like for for almost a year. Hasn't been that long, but it seemed like it. I was say, yeah, you're right. uh, and you know, this is it's going to be great. So, uh, so yeah, if you if you can join us tomorrow, seven thirty, me and Tazzy are going to kick it off, and then Joe's going to join us and. Uh, man, it's going to be a heck of a night of wrestling, and I I feel confident in saying that it will be a night that we will be talking about next week on this podcast and uh, probably some moments that wrestling fans will be talking about for years to come. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Uh, remember, guys, we've you know we've only been around a little over a year, but we've been doing Impact since Slammiversary of last year. Um, so we've come up, we've watched a lot of these people uh, over that past year's time, and uh, we watched it every week in and out, except for that one week we missed when we had to you know, during WrestleMania week. Um, so yeah. Um, but hey, like I said, you guys have many, many devices. You can watch whatever it is you feel like watching. All I'm saying is just come on over and uh, and check it out when, uh, you know, like Jeff said, it's going to be a fun card and it's going to be a fun show. So, all right. Now we go to our favorite moments of the week. That's right, man. Favorite moments of the week. Top three favorite moments in wrestling of the week. What are yours? Let us know. What things this week in wrestling that you saw that made you smile or made you laugh or made you mark out, whichever it was, what were your top three moments of this week? Go ahead, Jeff. What is your number three? My number three moment of the week was Rachel Ellering showing up in Impact and completely surprising the heck out of all of us. If you said that you had Rachel Ellering as Jordan Grace's mystery partner 
um, I would like to to have you cite your sources because I think you're full of crap if you had that happening. Uh, yes, it was evident that she had been doing some tapings with Impact, but I didn't think that she would be the one that was, you know, was going to be Jordan's partner. I love it. I'm so so into it. So I'm ready to see uh, how they do. And if this is a team that wins a championship or if this ends up being two individuals that end up feuding. All right, there you go. My number three, um, and I honestly, man, I love this guy and I am so glad that he's finally getting his due um, is the evolution of the thing with Cesaro. Um, that was on SmackDown last night, man. I, I can't tell you uh, how much of a of a fan I am of this guy. I think he's a great dude, and I think he's – we've talked about that on the show in the past too. I think he's taken his lumps. Uh, he's done everything they've asked him to do, and now he is standing center stage in the middle of a brewing feud with Roman Reigns, which is pretty cool. I, I, and I don't think if you would have thought about this a year ago and said, oh, yeah, Cesaro's going to be in a main event with Roman Reigns at some point, you would have probably all thought, Roman, yeah, get out of here. No way. Um, but, man, the work he's doing right now is some of his best work. Um, I love how the commentating team uh, and McAfee is really putting him over as that, you know, again, as, you know, oh, he, you know, he worked his butt off to get here. And Michael Cole talking that way. Uh, I think this is fantastic. I love this storyline and where this is going. Um, also got a laugh at the whole Seth thing because Seth bailed on uh, on Jay Uso last night. I mean, Seth showed his true colors too because everybody kind of thought, oh, is, is Seth kind of joining up with Roman and Jay here? Like, is he being a part? Obviously not. Um, he bailed. So that's not going to sit well with the tribal chief somewhere down the line. May not be right now, but it's not going to sit well. Uh, and then you're leading to the thing with Daniel Bryan next week. So obviously there's going to be something I'm sure that'll happen with Cesaro there, but man, it is so great to see this guy getting attention. Uh, he's, he's a workhorse. He's put in so much work in his career and I don't think he's ever looked better. The guy is just standing tall in that ring and man, you could, you could literally look at him and you could see gold. You could see gold on him right now. I, I think it's great. That was my number three. Yep. Uh, what is your number two, Jeff? Number two moment of the week for me. Uh, I got I got to give it to the promo from the Pinnacle mm. on AW, and specifically Wardlow, because that's not a guy that we normally see talk a lot. Yep. And man, I loved it. Like I absolutely loved it. So uh, that was my number two. I mean, there were some other, uh, there were some other things, you know. I thought, but I, re I really see this is what we were talking about in terms of the older. Yes, exactly, uh, Conrad. Wardlow, War I mean, wow. Uh, but this is what we were talking about when you match up newer talent or greener talent with veteran experience talent what you could get and i can see growth in him from the first time i saw him in AEW to to what i saw on wednesday uh wednesday night so i mean yeah my, that's my number two i thought he was awesome 
Uh, I really, I, I'm liking, I'm liking this group. Um, you know, so, so we'll see what happens, but yeah, that was my number two. Um, I'm going to go to AEW as well. And, but I'm going to, I'm going to say, because I didn't know where they were going to go with this either. Um, but Ethan page and Scorpio sky. Yeah, dude. Like they got, they got attention from sting this week. I mean, they are, you know, I didn't really know where they were going to go. And I'm thinking, Oh, okay, you know, are they putting Ethan right back into another tag team again? Are they going to go, you know, so are they bringing him back to that because of his whole thing in the North and stuff like that? But, man, they when you are getting attention now from Sting, uh, obviously these guys are going to be pushed, and they're going to be pushed hard, and it looks as if they're coming after Darby Allen. Uh, and, I mean, that, that ego's edge that he's got oh, – but- Good Lord, dude, does he throw the dude across the – I mean, Darby Allen went flying across the entire ring. Uh, it's it's great stuff. And I think that, you know, if you're pushing either one of them as to the one that's going to dethrone Darby Allen, uh, both of them now are – and, and it's great to see, you know, Ethan, of course, coming in as, as a new guy, but Scorpio Sky, who's been there a while and kind of got – they really didn't kind of know how to use him very well. But now – Man, I like it. Uh, and you're even getting shades of old Sting, too, when they're both in the rafters all the time, kind of looking down, except it's kind of a reverse where they're the heels instead of the, you know, instead of the the face. Uh, but, man, I love it. I absolutely love what they're doing with those guys. And uh, it's it's fantastic stuff. I absolutely think it's great. And uh, the future's the future's bright uh, for both of them. And uh, and you got to love it. Uh, they really went with the they really went to a great side of both of those guys with the character development that they have going on. And, uh, and I think it's awesome. So that's my number two, Jeff, what is your number one moment of the week? Number one is going to sound a lot like your previous comments, but Cesaro and meaningful storylines. <laughs> I mean, we, we're big fans of them, and obviously the talent has always been there. I don't think anyone – I don't think I've seen anyone say Cesaro is not a great in-ring performer. Like, I, I, he gets the respect of his peers and a lot of other people. I don't think I've ever seen anyone say that. But to see him in this spot is great, and it's long overdue. Long overdue. I mean, the man, the man has worked hard. He's just kind of gone with the flow. And, you know, you talked about Mark Henry earlier in the show. Cesaro's been the same way. Whatever they've given him, he's made the most of it. He's done the best that he could with it. So, um, so yeah, I I am absolutely happy for the guy. I, I hope that he wears some gold real soon because, uh, man, I, I don't know. Like I, I just, I'm ready. I'm ready for the guy to be at the top of the mountain. Yeah, same here. Same here. Uh, Conrad says, "What did he say? That Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns promo. Could Bryan really be leaving? Um, he could be. 
I mean, Daniel had said, now there has been some comments made where he kind of wants to cross that threshold too, where he's saying he wouldn't mind working for two different companies at once. I don't see how they would allow it, but he kind of said that. And then there is also rumors that he might be going right to a creative team. And please, God, let it be raw. <laughs> please let it be raw. Um some people are giving us theirs. Let's see. What are you guys saying? Noob and Company says, number three, Jordan and Rachel as a tag team. Number two, Cesaro and Storyline. Number one, Asuka calling Charlotte Flair a bitch. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, that was good stuff. Asuka needs something like that. She really does. She needs some of that. And yeah, that was good. That was good. Um, my number one. Uh, for me, and again, I always tell you guys, this is markout moments to me. Um Alistair Black, uh, I've been waiting for the dude to come back. And the fact that now we finally got him back and it wasn't something stupid. It wasn't, hey, come knock on my door. Like Three's Company, come and knock on my door. I've been waiting for you. Uh, yeah, it wasn't something dumb like that. This looks like it's a good angle that is going on with him this looks like something he's going to be able to build on he looks good he looks menacing whatever this whole thing with the dragon is whatever this whole thing with the book is obviously it's something dark it's something sinister that is what this guy should be doing and that's what he should have been doing from the very start this has shades of his nxt character and i love it it's about damn time that they're giving this guy the spotlight and man, I want to see him shine. Whatever he does, whoever he goes up against, uh, this is the Alistair Black I want to see. And man, I'm glad we're seeing it. So uh, let's see. Some people saying number one, Alistair Black, DJ B. Tazzy, Alexis Playground, John Cena Gamer says. Um, just got back. Did we talk about Black's return? We yes, we did a couple yeah. times. A uh, couple times. Um, uh, made sense. Somebody's uh, Suzanne Summers, Thigh Master. Yes, <laughs> the Thigh Master. Yes, Conrad, yes. you're showing your age, buddy. You're you are. Age. I mean, I don't mind doing it, Conrad, but yeah, you know, I mean, everybody knows I'm old. Uh, but uh, hey, Rock Pluto TV, man, you could watch Three's Company 24 yep. 7. Uh, <laughs> loving it, loving it. Um, all right, guys. Well, there you go. They are our moments of the week. Um, I hope that, uh, yeah, obviously, you guys had your own. Thank you for sharing them with us. Uh, Hayden with Alistair Black. We've been waiting for him to come back to TV. Absolutely. Uh, it's great to see him back. Uh, Riddle in the Fun House. That would be a trip. Oh, boy. That would be a trip. <laughs> yes, it would. Roper or Furley? Oh, that's a good debate, isn't it? Um, Mr. Roper was that crabby old SOB that you just, you know, like you just yeah, just hated to do. Mr. Furley was kind of funny. Like they were they were two kind of opposite characters. Uh, I like both of them. Uh, I'd probably give the edge a little bit to Roper. I kind of like the early Three's Company episodes maybe a little bit better than the newer ones, so I'd give Roper the edge a little bit in that debate. Um, I blame Joe's Three's Company reminder. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Randy Sam, question. Uh, the segment with Alistair Black, uh, they said, can Undertaker be the father in this storyline? I don't think so. I don't think so. I, I think uh, – and we don't even know where he's going with it. I, I, I don't think so. I think where he's coming up with this lore, whatever it's going to be, I, I mean, I, I think he's creating a world is what I think. 
I think he's creating a universe or a world that he's going to kind of play around in um, and whatever this is. Um, but now some had mentioned, and I have to shout out, Jason Elliott mentioned the video game. There's a video game character. I think it's Far Cry that the guy or one of the protagonists in the game, and I haven't played it. So you guys who have played it would know better than me, but one of the protagonists in it is called the, I think he's called the father. Uh, so, and he looks very similar to kind of what Alistair's doing. The guy's kind of tattooed. He's thin. Uh, he's got long hair. So it, there is, there is similarities. And like I said, those guys, those of you who played Far Cry would know better than me. I've never played it. Uh, but so maybe he's borrowing some things from some different areas. And that's what these guys do. They look to pop culture sometimes, um, to get ideas. So, and who knows, a lot of these guys are gamers. A lot of these guys are gamers and they take things from that. So, uh, but yes, uh, awesome that he's back. Can't wait to see where that goes. Dan says, Joe, if what if Dexter Loomis eventually joins Alistair, maybe Cameron Grimes, uh, it, they could, yeah. I mean, they could go really anywhere with this. Is he going to form a faction? Is there going to be a stable of some sort? Maybe. And maybe he's the father, and that's what this that yeah, yeah, maybe it's certainly possible. Did we watch Mortal Kombat? Jeff did, I did not. Um, yeah. I hard last night, man. I came home and watched uh, the finale of Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is absolutely amazing, by the way. If you have not watched it, kudos, Marvel just keeps killing it. Uh, but Jeff watched it, man. If you haven't watched it, please go watch it. I'm thinking about watching it. Watching it again when we get off of here because it was so good. Um, I'll say this: they they set the bar real high. Um, I I loved it. I absolutely loved it. Um, and you'll see some stuff going on. Uh, <laughs> you'll see some stuff going on uh, back, you know, on Twitter about who should be in a in another one. I'll say. Uh, I'll let you do your own digging, but, um, but yeah, this one was amazing. Um, the gore level. So Conrad, I know you saw the one back in the nineties. Um, the gore level is turned up and it's really cool how in some spots they say fatality or so-and-so wins is, it's pretty good. So I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but definitely check it out if you haven't checked it out yet. I just I just saw the picture from Kyle that you were talking about that you guys had mentioned. Oh, that's that could be why where he got he's getting the Undertaker thing because he's sitting in a chair and and it's the picture of him from the show last night that Kyle has there. But it looks like there's a there's a guy behind him with his hands on his shoulders, uh, with wearing a, a what looks like the Undertaker's hat. Now the face doesn't really well. I mean, I I, I don't know. The face doesn't really look like him. He's got eyes that are glowing. Uh, but and Kyle entitled it the culling, C U L L I N G, the culling. Uh, so, um, yeah, no, there you go, there you go. Um, all right, guys. Well, look, uh, we always wrap up with a laugh, and Jesse is in the chat. So, uh, oh, yes, nope, I always miss this. Good lord. Jesse, you can Jesse, you can get warmed up. 
you can get warmed up. Joe misses. I miss this all the time. I really have to hammer this into my brain that we do this. Um, but yes, we are going to do the lighter side of the ring to warm up for Jesse. Uh, so yeah, let's do that. And uh, why is Azan saying dynamite uh, in the chat? Good time. <laughs> Jeff Samuel said, oh, I like good times too, Jeff. Don't be mad. I, I don't know how to feel about that comment, Jeff Samuel, but <laughs> I'm, joking. <laughs> I'm joking. I like good times more than I like Three's Company, but that's just a personal preference. But, um, <laughs> but yeah. Of course, this segment is uh, is to again. It, we this is we call this the lighter side of the ring. Uh, we talk about some stuff that kind of made us laugh in wrestling, and uh, the fact that I got to see Cameron Grimes do a Star Trek tribute. Priceless, priceless. Uh, when he did the con thing, we all remember, right? I mean, even if you're not a science fiction fan, how can you not know the reference of when uh when William Shatner does that and then we got to see Cameron Grimes do DiBiase uh fantastic man this guy and I know there there are people that are out there saying that well he's going to have to you know yes he's great on the mic and he's doing the good comedy stuff and stuff like that but uh, you know then and then you have people already saying well but he's he's got to come up with something that he's going to be able to do in the ring and stuff like that blah 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 hey let it just let it go just let it just let it brew. I mean, the dude is is funny. I mean, we saw him, you know, doing what he was doing last year. And you know, and now that he's doing this, this is funny stuff. And and like I said, and I said this, I think, on impact about him. When you have a gift that you can get people to laugh, um, that's a really amazing talent to have. Uh, and when you could do that. It really kind of makes people feel good, and uh, this guy's got a gift of doing that, and uh, I, I love it, man. I, I want to see more of this guy, and I think the segments and the promos he's doing are hilarious. Uh, and I and look, it will come to pass. A lot of times in the past when you had guys who were like the funny character um, and kind of you see it with our truth and stuff now, they're not necessarily always the guys who are going to get pushed for major titles and things like that, but it'll come just, yeah, give it some time, enjoy it because it's funny stuff. It's funny stuff. And, uh, he's doing a great job with this, Jeff. I love it. Man. I love Cameron Grimes. <laughs> I love this dude. Um, goodness. I like, I can't, I, I want people to, to understand that you don't need to have everybody, in a ring all the time for wrestling to be entertaining and fun. Sometimes you got to have some folks with, you know, the gift of gab and that's what Cameron Grimes has and to the moon. Indeed. <laughs> um, I love this dude, um, you know, and keep letting them do this stuff. I hope, I really hope that they actually get Ted DiBiase to do like a little, oh. you know, at some point, like just, you know, even if it's just something backstage, I would just love for them to do something like that uh, because it it would just be priceless. So, uh, so yeah, that's we we love them. So yeah, great stuff. Even if they did like a Zoom call or something and had DiBiase yeah. on like a Zoom call with them, that would be absolutely priceless. Oh my gosh, that'd be awesome. And 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 Ted's got to be loving it. I mean, you know, you don't hear his name mentioned a lot and stuff like that. So he's kind of making him relevant too. So yeah, you can kind of see that. 
Um, oh, by the way, if you guys haven't done so, um, make sure you're checking out. And there's more, as if we need more wrestling programming. But don't forget about the um, the two hour specials that they're doing on A and E. Um, mm-hmm. The biography stuff. Uh, they did the Stone Cold one last week, and I am super excited about tomorrow's because it is a two-hour show about Roddy Piper. Um, I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Um, sure. Twitter. They had Vince do a really weird, really weird. Vince does some weird stuff, but this was really odd. Like this was Vince on the phone pretending to talk to Roddy Piper in heaven. <laughs> or or hell as it seemed like i mean he's talking to a dead man this was a little weird like even for vince even for vince uh that was a really odd promo that they didn't uh, but yeah so uh check those out um it's I'm so cool. glad i forgot about that during errand of grievances because i was i'm like what are they doing like i get that it was in fun right but still <laughs> But it's like, oh, you're keeping it warm there for me. It's yeah. like, really? <laughs> <laughs> and then oh, he's like, yeah. He's not in hell. He's in heaven. No. Oh. <laughs> I, I can't wait to watch that because I loved Roddy Piper, man. And I know they're going to show the coconut, which is oh, one yeah. of my all time favorite promos. And if you haven't seen him with the coconut and Jimmy Snuka, you need to watch it. And then of course the other one with Morton Downey Jr. And Bruce Pritchard himself, brother love. Oh my God. What a fantastic promo that was. That goes down as one of the best things I have ever, ever seen. And I mean, when Roddy does don't blow smoke, in my face <laughs> he gives him that thing with the oh my that is so good one of the best wrestlemania moments i think i've ever seen uh and that's saying something but roddy is amazing and i can't wait to watch that tomorrow so don't forget about that all right jesse uh now it is your turn you are up uh jesse telling everybody welcome to the chat yeah if you are new to the channel make sure that you subscribe we would really appreciate that so if there are any newbies out there uh, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Also, make sure you throw a like up on the video before you head out tonight. Uh, we'd really, really appreciate that. And while Jesse's getting ready, of course, uh, we've said this a bunch of times already, but don't forget uh, to join us tomorrow night for Impact Rebellion, starting at 7.30 with Jeff and Tazzy, and then I will be along as soon as possible. Roddy Piper would be the first one to say he was going to hit. Yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. Uh, man, I, Roddy Piper will forever have one of my favorite lines ever in a movie. I am here to chew bubble gum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubble gum. Oh. <laughs> what a fantastic, man, what a fantastic movie that is. Uh, and again, that's another one for those of you who are young guys and have not watched some of this. You must watch the movie They Live. Yeah. Uh, it's a great science fiction film, and Roddy Piper is the star of the movie, and he had a mullet, and it was fantastic. Um, <laughs> absolutely loved it. Absolutely yeah. loved it. John Carpenter. Gotta love John Carpenter films. How do you guys watch A&E? Uh, Kevin, I have it on cable. Um, I, I still have cable, so good old-fashioned cable TV is where I get it on uh, on there. So, Don Callis said you can pay the piper later. Tomorrow night begins the ascension of the collector. Q evil 80s villain laugh. Uh, it's time for Jesse's comedy time. It is. Tazzy's doing a like spike. Yes, hit that like button. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. 
Uh, James Chadwick's talking about UFC. Apparently somebody had a horrid injury in UFC. Yeah, you don't want to watch those broken leg things. Um, that happens so many times in football, and it, it's gross. Like, I've seen some really – remember the Theismann one, Jeff? The Joe oh, I was about to say, Joe Theismann. Oh, my God. That was brutal. The bone was sticking out of his leg. And uh, and then they just kept telling you, if you were squeamish, don't watch this. But they kept showing it over and over and over and over again. <laughs> Uh, all right, Jesse, we're at number one. Why did the belt get arrested? He held up a pair of pants. <laughs> he held up a pair of pants. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Very good. There you go. They Live is awesome. Buttersmart. Yeah, it's such a great movie. It is such a great movie. The fight in that with, oh, uh, when he tried to get him to put the glasses on. Oh, my God, that fight. And then they duplicated that in South Park. They did the entire fight in South Park. Oh, dude, it's so good. So good. Gus says, OMG. Uh, Sean says, it's one of the worst I've ever seen. It's worse than Anderson Silva's? Oh, my God, I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to go check it out. Yeah, we'll have to look at that. Ugh, that's horrible. Uh, um, Why did... Germanic warlord, oh my goodness, Jesse, where are, you, where are you getting all this stuff from? Germanic warlord Odo Acer, I hope that's how you pronounce it, boo the WWE Universal Champion because he didn't like Roman Reigns. <laughs> Did you come up with that yourself? Did you make that yourself? That's clever, actually. I mean, look at look at you. You're, you're using stuff. I'm uh, Odo Acer, I've never even heard of the dude. Look at you. Did you come up with that yourself? Good for you. Chris Weidman's leg wrapped around Hall's leg. Man, I'm going to have to check that out. Anderson Silva's break came back to haunt Weidman with a break years later. Yep. Um, The planting it back down is the worst. I mean, don't, says Sean. Yeah, we may not want to watch that. May not want to. Yeah, Timmy versus, uh, versus the cripple fight, Big Dan. Yes, yes. Jesse found an intellectual website. Smart. Still not funny. Here comes number three. Just wrote a ballad about a tortilla. Well, actually, it's more of a rap. Uh, okay, I like that one. That was good. <laughs> that was good. It didn't have this Odo Acer name in it, so I liked it. I didn't. I don't know who the hell Odo Acer is. You're, now you're going over my head. <laughs> oh man, awesome. That was good. Very clever. Very clever. Oh, man. Um, so, yes, make sure you join us for uh, Rebellion tomorrow. Make sure you're joining us for Abby's Window with Jeff and Jody on Monday. They're going to cover all the Bray stuff for you. Yeah, Impact tomorrow, Tazzy. OMG. OMG. And we're at number four. Where do animals go when their tails fall off? The retail store. <laughs> okay. I like that one. That was good. They're getting better. They're getting better. You're getting better as you're going on. It's a gradual build. Yes. I will give you credit though for making up your own joke. That's that, you know, that's that. Yeah. If you made that one up that, and you must've, unless you got it from like a wrestling joke book, but I, that you must've made that one up. So that was clever. Um, Impact tomorrow. Yes. Tazzy. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. I'm going to be, it's going to be one of those days in work that I'm just not going to, I can't wait to just get out of there. Because I can't wait to come home and watch. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So make sure you're all there joining us. By the way, I think it's someone's birthday that we all know. Oh. Did you watch it? Oh, yeah, I did. Oh, oh. 
Uh, number five. How does Reese eat her soup? With her spoon. <laughs> okay. All right. Yep. Okay. Okay. <laughs> With her spoon. Nice. Okay. I'll give you credit for that one. That was good. That was good. I was like, he's watching it now, isn't he? Yeah, I guess you could tell with the grimace. Yeah, I didn't. I, I'll wait. I'm God. I'll wait till I. I'll wait till I get off. Um, that bad? Yes. Yeah, is it thighs? Is it thighs level bad? Yeah. Wow did it did it break through the did it break through the skin? No bones sticking out, but. Man, like it wrapped around dude's leg and he tried to put his foot back down, and that's all I'll say. Yeah. It was real bad. So you know who's was bad too was Dak Prescott's injury. Did you see his when he got hurt when his ankle was kind of just hanging there? Yeah. Like it, you could just see his foot was just like moving like a back. Oh, yeah, that was horrible too. It was bad. I was on. I did not check it out. I'll have to check it out, man. Um, I didn't get to see Twitter much today. So if you sent it to our Twitter, I didn't see very much of it. I was really busy in work today. Um, James Tyler said, vile. It folds like an accordion. Yeah, it's yeah. bad. It's bad. Uh, I got it from Gary Cassidy. Oh, Jesse got it from Gary. Um, all right. Uh, there is someone who we have to wish a, a happy birthday to, I believe. Uh, see Wrestling. Uh, and I know he's going to be partying it up. Uh, so happy birthday. Uh, is it today or is it tomorrow? I, I don't, and forgive me, I, I don't know exactly. I don't know if C is still in the chat, but uh, everybody uh, make sure and wish C Wrestling a very happy birthday. Uh, hope you enjoy your day. Um, I know it's it's hard to do that kind of thing uh, in the COVID atmosphere, but uh, I hope you enjoy it um, and uh, and have as best as good of a day as, as you can. So uh, yes, absolutely happy birthday to him. So I think that's it. Uh, thank you all. Oh, she has a sixth one. How many? I didn't see how many you had. Okay, there is number six. One more after this. Seven. Okay. Why was the little strawberry crying? His mom was in a jam. <laughs> oh, oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, the Vincent Piper thing. Azan, did you send me that? Okay, yeah. Then I did watch it. Yes. Yeah, that, that was that was very weird. That was very weird. C says, thank you. 25th. Okay, so tomorrow. So there you go. Happy early birthday. Uh, I'll be here for Impact. God knows what state I will be in. <laughs> Doing a, little, doing a little, uh, doing a little drinking, are we on your birthday? Huh? Okay, there. Why not? Why not? There you go. <laughs> doing a little drinking on our birthday. All right, man. There you go. Uh, Jesse says, "What does Triple H or why does Triple H hate his local pet shop?" Is now is this from Gary Cassidy again? Why does Triple H hate Triple H hate his local pet shop? Because they don't sell pedigree. <laughs> We're getting wrestling jokes, albeit maybe from Gary Cassidy, but we're getting wrestling jokes. That's good. Oh, shout out to Gary, by the way. It's been a while. We haven't yeah. seen Gary for a long time. We'll have to have Gary on one time for video. Now that we're yeah. doing stuff on Saturday, maybe we'll get Gary to pop in uh, one of these nights. I know he has early work and stuff like that, but maybe on the weekends he, uh, he, he can pop in one of these times. So we'll have to have him back. 
Uh, Gary's a good dude. So, well, guys, look, that's it. We're at 11 o'clock and we are done. A uh, lot of stuff to cover as usual. We had a lot of things to go over this week. Hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, thank you all for coming out tonight and uh, sharing everything with us. We really appreciate it. Like always again, tomorrow, man, I can't stress this enough. This is big. It's huge. It's going to be a great show. Make sure you come and do the watch along with us tomorrow night. Pop in. You may be watching some other things. Pop in anyway. You can use multiple devices. Everybody does it. Uh, so pop in, say hello, and watch the show along with us. Um, it's going to be a great night. So uh, thank you all for coming. And uh, we really, really appreciate you being here. Again, join us for Abby's Window on Monday after that. And then, of course, we will have Impact on Thursday. And that will be the show after Rebellion. So a lot of stuff will be going on on there, too. You can see our schedule up there. Uh, Impact, of course, on Thursday. We have After the Impact, which is our new show, which we have right directly after the Impact show is over. It's like 15 minutes later. Stop in and say hi to that. We cover everything that happened on the show. That is a non-PG stream. So if you just want to come out and air out your grievances, that's a good place to do it. Uh, hot tag, of course, uh, Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Obviously, we wish Brandy well. Uh, Brandy, of course, wasn't feeling well, and we all our thoughts and prayers are, of course, out to Brandy. And then we will be right back here next Saturday night talk about everything that happened the week in wrestling so that is it guys have a great rest of your night of course from jeff and myself like we always say stay safe enjoy the rest of your night and hopefully we will see you all tomorrow for rebellion have a great one guys good night